Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy's on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome into the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. On today's show, we're going to preview the Broncos game coming up on Sunday and also Ooh. give our NFL picks. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast as a part of the Fan Sided Podcasting Network. I am Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Joining me is Grant Tuttle. You can find him on Twitter at Grant TMN Tuttle. Grant, how are you doing on this wonderful Friday? I am well. Uh, I am I am happy that my semester is coming to a close, and I am ready to talk some donkey kicking butt kind of time. Uh, I am excited for the Chiefs to put a whooping on Drew Locke. I don't care if he's from Kansas City. That's not important. Let's stop acting like that's important. Well, it is a Red Friday. It is Broncos week. There's a lot to get excited about. This is the third show this week. The schedule, of course, for those of you who have been living under a rock, I guess, will be from now on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, typically game recaps Wednesday. Something in the middle, Friday, a preview. So, without further ado, let's talk about the hated Broncos. I think... The Chiefs' most hated rival. You can say the Raiders or whatever. I personally hate the Broncos the most. On Sunday, in Arrowhead Stadium, as they welcome back Drew Locke, the Missouri alum, the Kansas City kid, they are a nine-and-a-half-point favorite to beat the Broncos in Arrowhead. Drew Locke has played pretty well so far this season once he has gotten the reins of that organization after his injury. He's looked pretty good, honestly. Yeah, uh, I I said when he came out in the draft, 
the question wasn't whether he had arm talent. He's definitely proven that he has that arm talent. Um, a lot of people were equating his unorthodox style to Patrick Mahomes, but I mean, everybody comp- compares everything to Patrick Mahomes anymore. Um, but it's true. Drew Locke doesn't really set his feet, at least in college he didn't. I haven't gotten a chance to watch much of his tape uh, from the last two games. Um, but uh, from what I can see in limited action, uh, he's been he's been pretty decent at hanging in the pocket, and he's shown off some of that arm talent. Uh, that being said, I think he relies a lot on Cortland Sutton to make some plays. I mean, big body receiver, you throw the ball up, you hope he comes down with it. Um, Cortland Sutton's like a poor man's Calvin Johnson. Uh, I, I mean, he's he's never going to be Calvin Johnson. That was kind of a, a crazy statement, but he he's a jump ball receiver. I think if the Chiefs want to shut down Drew Locke, the first way to do that is to take away Cortland Sutton, and I expect them to do exactly that. Yeah, frankly, you can't get too high or low on a guy after two games, but watching him in those two games and being able to look at the game live and also the tape of the game, he looks like he has it, what the Broncos have been looking for for a while, that he has that potential that he can grow into their starting quarterback for the future. Last week against the Texans, he was incredible. So far this season, through two starts, he's been very good. Two starts, a 72% completion percentage, 400 yards, five touchdowns, and only two interceptions. One coming in each start, though, of course. And then an amazing celebration, uh, mimicking Buzz Lightyear, which is the fastest way to my heart. Because I can recite (laughs) word for word every single Toy Story movie that's ever been released. So... He's got brownie points there. I don't know if you should admit there. that. I don't know if you should admit that. Let's just, you should cut that out of the show probably. Hey, that was the heyday of my childhood was Buzz Lightyear. I actually oh, dressed God. up as Bud Lightyear, Buzz Lightyear for three straight Halloweens. You know what I was, Rylan, every year? A football a player. A football player. Yeah. 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 You probably just put on the, the jersey too. You probably didn't even buy the little the little set at JC Penney's. I had the shoulder pads, the helmet. Yeah, I had the shoulder pads. I had the helmet. I wore a little uh, plastic helmet that didn't protect you from anything, and it warns you not to play yeah. football in it. But everyone does. Everyone goes and plays football in it. Yeah, yeah. You lo- at recess when you're wearing your costume, you lower that helmet. You try to take out some of those kids. Like, yeah, definitely. That's what I was for Halloween. But anyway, we gotta get back to the Broncos. So anyway, I think the Chiefs should be somewhat concerned with the running game. However, the Broncos haven't been able to hold a block um, for much of the season. It seems like they've they've struggled both in protecting the quarterback and creating lanes for their two pretty solid running backs. I mean, I would be happy to have either one of them on my team, Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay. Uh, Lindsay would obviously be my first pick. He's, he's quick. Uh, they've gotten him a little bit more involved in the passing game this season. Um, and I, I mean, he's not a necessarily terrible matchup for the chiefs. The chiefs were able to shut down James white, who's the best receiving running back in football. Um, and so I, I don't know. I, I think that the spread is pretty wide on this one. I, I would actually anticipate, uh, a closer game than what people are expecting, especially coming off a high, uh, in new England. And, um, I think the Chiefs ultimately win, but uh, I think it'll be closer than nine points or whatever the spread was. Um, So what do you think? Yeah, I'm taking Broncos plus nine and a half in this game. Uh, But you mentioned the run game. I was going to talk about the defensive line that played so well, of course, 
on the Thursday night game in Denver. I think they're going to have another phenomenal game on Sunday. My biggest concern, of course, is Patrick Mahomes' hand. And then, of course, is what you mentioned, the letdown effect. You just got one of the biggest regular season wins in Chiefs history. You've got that monkey off your back now of Patrick Mahomes being 0-2 against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. People were already starting that narrative, and by people, I mean Orlando Skandrick, which don't get me started on that bum. But you've got that monkey off your back. You went to Foxborough. You did something that is very, very, very hard to do. And beating the Patriots, no matter how bad they are this year, in Foxborough. I think that the defensive line, though, is going to be have yet another highlight game where, again, on Monday morning, we're talking about that defensive line. When this whole offseason, we thought every Monday morning we would lead with Patrick Mahomes, we'd lead with Tyreek Hill. I think we're going to be leading yet again with the defensive line performance from Freight Clark if he plays, Chris Jones, Passanio, Okafor. I think that there's so many ways that they can dominate this game. It's going to be fun to watch. I hope you're right. Um, I, I think that uh, there's a there's also that chance... Uh, especially with Andy Reid teams, uh, that this is just where they're picking up. Uh, they beat the they beat the Patriots, and I don't think that that Andy Reid is Bill O'Brien. I, I don't. I don't think that uh, he loses to the Broncos by twenty odd points at home um, because that's not what good coaches do. And I think Andy Reid is a good coach. I think he can keep the momentum going. Uh, so it's either going to be a close game or it's going to be an absolute annihilation. I don't think there's an in-between. I really don't. Um, so yeah, I, I think that the defense could really impact the game here, uh, especially if they throw in some looks that can confuse Drew Locke. Um, like I said, Drew Locke is, he has the arm talent. He can throw the ball all over the field. He can throw the ball on the run, but he can get confused. He can look like a rookie at times, and he can he can also make plays that make you scratch your head as to why he made what throw. Um, and I think Spagnolo has the scheme capability to make him uh, force the ball into terrible situations. So far this year, Drew Locke has only been sacked one time. So in his yeah. entire NFL career, he's gotten once sacked. I think that the Chiefs well, do that yeah. in a quarter. They they, they, they they topple that in a quarter. I think that this defensive line yeah. is going to dominate. But, again, I think the game's going to be close. I think the game, if I had to put money on the game right now, if I had to put money on the game for this weekend, I would put my money on the Broncos to cover the 9.5, but the Chiefs to win a, a game that you don't feel good about. You feel good because it's a win, but you don't feel good about, okay, we really dominated them. But it's better than losing to them as the Texans did after a huge win. Yeah. For sure, and 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 I, and I mean the the pass rushes that they've played. Uh, obviously, the Chargers have have one that's I think overrated now. A lot of people want to say, "Oh, well, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram," but I mean, like, really, like, what have they done this season that's really righted the ship for the Chargers? Absolutely nothing. The Chargers have come on as of late because nobody cares about them and they're playing bad teams. I mean, like. They played the Jaguars, and I don't know if you saw the Phillip Rivers trash talk. That was, like, my favorite yeah. thing that I've ever seen. 90-yard touchdown! Best thing I've ever seen. But, uh, I mean, like, I just think... You gotta watch more Mahomes highlights then. <laughs> no, I just love bad trash talk, and Phillip Rivers is the king of terrible, like, dad... <laughs> if my dad was making trash talk, that's what he would say. So, I mean, like, yeah... 
I, I like Philip Rivers' terribleness. I don't like Philip Rivers as a person at all. I don't like the way I don't like the way he plays. I don't like it when the Chiefs have to play him because he annoys the living hell out of me. But I mean, there are moments that just make me laugh and laugh and laugh. So um, anyway, that being said, the the, the Broncos have blo- blocked pretty well against the Chargers. But again, I think that pass rush is a tad overrated, and um, they played Houston who doesn't have J.J. Watt. So really, they haven't faced with Drew Locke a pass rush that's worth a whole lot or a team that's playing for anything other than the Texans. And like I said, they had no pass rush. So, I I, I mean, I I don't think the Chiefs are going to have a terrible uh, amount of trouble getting to Drew Locke, especially if they continue to blitz the quarterback like they have been. And I would expect him to throw one or two interceptions in this game because that's what rookies do. Yeah, and I think that what we, what people do with that Chargers pass rush is what we talked about yesterday, about what they do with the Chiefs' defense. It was good last year. It was good the year before. Uh, they're, they're still probably good. We're not going to look into it. The Chiefs' defense, it was bad last year. It was bad the year before. And it's still probably bad. We're not going to look into it. But the bottom line is, through Drew Locke's two games against the Chargers and the, the, and the Texans, he's faced a blitz 17 times. He could face a blitz 17 times in the first half on Sunday. Yeah. He's been hurried five times. Again, they could get five hurries in the first quarter, depending on how the possessions work out. And he's only gotten hit six yeah. times. I mean, he has not had to face what what is an elite pass rush this entire season. And, and it's not his fault. It's only been two games. But that can throw him off his rhythm of looking good. And, and, and while he has the arm strength, I don't think he's good enough like Mahomes is, to see something different, get shut down for a half as, as Mahomes did against New England last year, and then regroup, readjust, and then light the world on fire in the second half. I think that the the Chiefs will rattle him on Sunday. I think that they'll, they'll show him things he's never seen, that they'll hit him in the mouth over and over and over again. He won't have as good of a game as he's had the last two weeks, and then he'll learn from it. I, I, I don't think that that means he's a bad quarterback. I think that it's just you've got to welcome to the NFL. Like, you're a rookie. You haven't seen this before. He'll learn from it. He'll grow from it. I think he is the guy for the Chiefs. I mean, excuse me, for the Broncos. I think he is the, the, he is their guy if they're going to be smart about this. He's only 23 years old. Yeah. I think he's the guy that they need to build towards. But as far as Sunday is concerned, I think given the defensive line and how it's played this entire season, it's reasonable to expect them to dominate this football game. Yeah, I, I, I don't think – I can't really argue that. Um, but, again, I, I fear somewhat of a – a letdown game, obviously not to the extent of what Billow and the uh, Texans did, but there there could be some mental lapses on defense. I mean, that's what happens when you win games. Either you take it in stride and you get amazing and you just shut down everybody and you just continue to build, or you take a step back and there's that's what happens. So it's to me, it's either a blowout or it is um, a close closer one than people are expecting. Yeah, I, I think that the lapses are certainly going to come. It's going to take lapses to to make this within 10 points. But I think that the lapses on the defense side of the ball are going to come more so in the secondary. I think that the, that the defensive line is going to frustrate Locke, even if it's just getting him out of that pocket and making him throw awkwardly, making him read the field differently. Then you might see, you know, Brashad Breeland have a lapse or Shabarius Ward have a lapse. Without Fenton out there, without Claiborne out there, you're relying on guys who you normally wouldn't. I would just say I, w- I just think that this defensive line is going to have a, have a big day on Sunday. I think that that's going to be the overall talking point. 
But we've well, talked. I hope you're right. We've talked all about Drew Locke. Let's shift over to the reigning MVP, Patrick Mahomes. He says he's okay. He says the hand is doing all right. It's doing a lot better today, apparently. It's just a bruise, no serious damage, but a bruise still hurts a lot. By the way, yeah, will sure does. He play against the Broncos. Yes. Um, I think that if you look at what some of Andy Reid's comments, he has made it pretty clear that he wants Mahomes to play and Mahomes wants to play. It was hard to keep Mahomes off the field when he had a major knee injury. I don't think that Andy Reid will be able to tell him, no, your hand is hurt, you're staying on the sidelines, if he can grab the ball. If Mahomes can grab the ball, he will run onto the field and defy any order from Andy Reid because that guy's a competitor. Has he Andy Reid lost control game. of the locker room then? Oh, yeah, let's let's start that rumor. <laughs> let's report. Arrowhead Addict is reporting. But anyway, the the thing is is that he's a competitor. I don't think a hand bruise is going to keep him out. And, and additionally... I don't want him to be out. You want this offense to stay together for this, these last three weeks and try to get on track. They have been off. They don't have much rhythm. They've been dropping passes. They've been fumbling. They Obviously, the penalties have been terrible. They need these three weeks to get their poop in a group. All right? So so uh, let's, uh, let's, let's see what they do. I, I, I think that Mahomes is 100% going to play this game. I'm going to act like you didn't just say that. But... I think Mahomes is playing as well. I have no idea what poop in a group means, but I think that Mahomes is... Poop in a group. Well, yeah, I, I get that you're trying to say S together, but I think that... Yeah. I think that Mahomes is going to play. And he always has success against Denver, although he has success about pretty much, about, against pretty much everybody. But I think Mahomes will play. I don't think that we'll see some... I don't even want to say this out loud because it's going to sound stupid come Monday, but I don't think we're going to see some extraordinary highlights, some magic. I think that he's going to play. He's going to play a very good game. There'll be, but, but the play calling won't be there for him to be magical. I think it'll be a vanilla offense. We talked about this yesterday. This is what Andy Reid has done this year. And now that Mahomes is hurt, I think it'll happen on Sunday where it's a vanilla offense, just enough to get by. Let's just get out of Sunday with a victory and move on. I think he'll play. I don't know how effective he'll be. Due to that hand injury, I guess we'll see come the first few possessions. Yep, for sure. And uh, I, I think that they're going to, again, I think they'll try to get everybody out there that they can. I, I think with the exception of maybe Frank Clark, because they want to get him right for the playoffs. And the defense has been playing fine. They have their adequate amount of rhythm. Uh, I would expect anybody that can go to go, except for maybe Frank Clark, who is still recovering from stomach problems uh, last uh, while we're recording this. So, um We'll see what see what comes out of that. So obviously the Chiefs doctors uh, couldn't figure out what the problem was, so he had to go see a specialist. Uh, and anytime that happens, it's kind of a uh, a scary thing. I, I don't think it will be so serious probably that it makes him miss any substantial time because obviously he played against the, the uh, Patriots. But uh, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, if I had to put money on it, I'd say Mahomes plays. Uh, I don't think that Frank Clark does. But I'm not a doctor. Yeah. That's not official. That's not anything serious. I just, for my opinion, I don't think that he'll play. I think that Mahomes will, though. The prediction for this game, we've kind of given it throughout all these talking points. I'm going with the Broncos plus 9.5, but I'm thinking the Chiefs to win a close one in Arrowhead. 
there'll be some exciting plays on both sides, I think. I think Drew Locke will make a play in front of the home crowd being amped up to be back in Kansas City. He's talked about it this week already. Uh, I think that he'll make a few good plays. I think he'll make a few stupid plays because he's so amped up. Uh, I think that you know both teams will have a mediocre game, frankly. I think that both teams are going to make some good plays, some bad plays, and ultimately it'll end up them playing in the middle because if the Chiefs played their best game against the Broncos, they would absolutely dominate them. But I don't think they're going to play their best game. I just don't see that happening given the injuries, given the fact that you just beat the Patriots. So I'm taking the Broncos plus 9.5, but the Chiefs to win the game outright. Yeah, I would say the exact same thing. I I think it might be a little bit of a letdown game. Uh, I don't want it to be. I want this momentum to carry the Chiefs through and for them to just uh, beat the tar out of everybody. But um, I... I, I kind of expect it to be maybe even a backdoor cover. It might be a game where the Chiefs have kind of a lead, but then Andy Reid takes his foot off of the pedal, and the uh, the Broncos lead some meaningless marches down the field and put it within some points. So, I mean, like I said, it's either boom or bust. It's either a huge blowout or it's a close game. I think there's, there's, there's hardly ever an in-between with the Chiefs anyway. I mean, look at the games they've played this season. That's pretty much how it's gone. Yeah, I, I don't think that... We can go into this expecting them to light the world on fire, expecting them to be that fireworks show offense, expecting them to put it all together. And then if they somehow do, we'll be pleasantly surprised. But I'm not going to be in the least bit shocked if they come out and have a stinker. Now, that does not mean lose the game. If they lose the game, that's a totally different conversation. But yeah. I think they're going to do just enough to get by, just enough to win the football game. Yep, yeah, for sure. So let's move into NFL picks. All these lines brought to you by our good friends over at the Action Network. Download the Action Network app or go to their website and track your bets for free or pay for Action Network Edge and see what the experts have to say about each game. Let's start in Tampa Bay where the Lions travel down to play Jameis Winston and the Bucks. Bucks are favored by minus three and a half. I'm taking the Bucks here. I don't see how the Lions can win this game. Although, look at Jameis Winston. That's probably how the Lions win this game. But if I, I'm staying away from this game totally, but if I had to pick one, Bucks minus three and a half. Yeah, for sure. I am taking the Bucks, uh, and I think that they'll it'll be a blowout. I, I, Matt Patricia's done. He's getting fired after the season, and if they don't, then they're making a huge mistake. Um, He's to go learn how to film practices. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Lions are an absolute dumpster fire. Um, and, I mean, Jameis Winston is the experience that you just don't know what's coming. He could throw four interceptions and one touchdown, or he could throw four touchdowns and one interception. Anyway, he's going to throw a touchdown and an interception. Uh, Chris Godwin is the best-rated uh, wide receiver on PFF right now. Um, so, yeah, I'm definitely taking the I'm taking the Buccaneers. Texans at Titans, a huge matchup in the AFC South. Texans come off this embarrassing loss against the Broncos. Titans kind of revived a little bit with the uh, with the uh, entrance of Ryan Tannehill, who they think is their future quarterback. Give me a break, it's Ryan Tannehill. I'm taking the Titans plus three in this one. For sure. Uh, the, the Texans have been on a downhill trend, um, except for, obviously, their win in New England or when at home against New England uh, they don't have their pass rush now that J.J. Watt is injured they don't have what they're good at other than Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins Will Fuller will show up for a game every once in a while uh, he's just the weirdest player uh, he, uh, 
Will Fuller will show up and have 10 receptions in a game for three touchdowns and 180 yards, and then he'll just disappear for three weeks. Now, I think Tennessee is on a roll. They are not losing games. I would be scared to play them in the playoffs because of how they've been playing. Like Ryan Tannehill. Probably have Marcus Mariota back at quarterback this week and throw a self-touchdown pass. (laughs) Well, say what you want about Tannehill, but... He has played his butt off the last couple weeks. He has been one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and that sounds insane, but it's true. And part of it has been from the success of the running back, uh, Derrick Henry. So I am taking the Titans to cover and um, win big time. Giants at Dolphins. The Tankathon Bowl is here. Give me the Dolphins plus three and a half at home. Home dog, I like it. Dolphins, a lot better than they've gotten credit for. Coach Flores is coaching his butt off. As you said, Ryan Tannehill is playing his butt off. I think that the Dolphins are going to win this game outright, so I'll take the three and a half points. I'm not taking the... See, if it was if it was three, I would be on your team. I think the, the Dolphins end up winning this game, but I think it's probably... It's not going to be more than three points. If it was three, then I'd be... I'd, I'd take it but three and a half is a bridge too far. So I am, I am taking the uh, Dolphins to win, but I think that I don't think they cover that spread. Bears at Packers, Chicago, after a huge win over Dallas, travels to play the Green Bay Packers. I'll take Aaron Rodgers minus four and a half. I don't believe that that Bears offense can really do anything. I like Aaron Rodgers. I like the Packers team. They're a little bit inconsistent. But I'll still take them in this matchup here, minus four and a half. This one might come to a surprise, but I don't. I haven't seen anything for a couple weeks now that makes me believe in the Packers. So this is crazy. But I am. This is the upset pick of the week for me. But I am taking the Bears. The Bears still have life. They've found a little bit of life. Uh, I think Trubisky has played at least average, and that sounds like it oh he just played average no they have been playing well as a team when he plays average and so him playing average i think is enough to put them over a very wildly inconsistent and recently bad packers team so give me the bears to at least cover but i'm going to take them to win on a last second field goal very exact now i've been high on the bears all year long but at some point you got to cut your losses here Seattle, the Seahawks going to Carolina, cross-country flight, keep in mind, minus six and a half, excuse me, minus six and a half on the road in Carolina. I'm going to take the Seahawks here. That's, I'm staying away from this game if I was truly betting, but for the purpose of the segment, I'll take the Seahawks minus six and a half. Russell Wilson, Kyle Allen, pretty easy choice. Yeah, I'm taking the Seahawks, and I think they've had a deceptively good defense as well this season. Uh, Shaquille Griffin is the fifth-rated cornerback on PFF. He's had a very, very good year. They they seem to play down to their opponents occasionally, so it could be a close one, um, but I just don't think so. I think think Kyle Allen uh, has not shown very much. He's been below replacement level the last couple weeks. Ron Rivera's out of the building. They don't have a lot to play for. Um, give me the Seahawks and give it... I'm going to say they're going to win by 10-plus points. So, Spygate yeah. 2.0 at Cincinnati, who they spied on last week. I'm nice. taking the Patriots minus the 10, 10 points. 
they're only favored by 10 points, not the half. I'm taking the Patriots here. They're going to dominate the Bengals. They always play better whenever they're mad about something, and now they're mad about the investigation and the Chiefs beating them. And also the Bengals suck. So give me the Patriots minus the 10 points. Yeah, so this is a really... I know it sounds kind of silly to say this is an interesting game because the Patriots have lost two in a row. If they struggle at all against the Bengals, it'll throw their season into doubt. I mean, you cannot. It doesn't matter where the game is. It doesn't matter if Tom Brady is hurt. It doesn't matter. If you struggle against a terrible Bengals team, you might as well just quit. I mean, they the Bengals are terrible. They haven't been good. If the if the Patriots struggle, their season is over. That being said, I don't think they struggle. I think they cover the spread. I think they win easily um, because they if they lost three in a row or even had a close game after losing back to back games, uh, Bill Belichick might kill someone. So that is that is what I've got on that one. Eagles at the dumpster fire in Washington. I'll take the Eagles minus four and a half. I think that they, that they mm. win by five or more easily in Washington. Dwayne Haskins has had a mediocre season up and down a little bit. I like some flashes that I've seen from him. I don't trust that Redskins team. I don't trust Bill Callahan calling the plays there. I don't trust anything about that organization. And the more they lose, the more likely Bruce Allen is fired. Eagles minus four and a half. I don't think so. Uh, I don't like either of these teams I would stay away from this pick if I was anybody I would not ever place a bet on either of these teams to win a football game um the Eagles are without receivers Nelson Aguilar might be coming back but he can't catch if they throw it to him uh Carson Wentz has been mediocre at best this season the only consistent piece of the offense has been Zach Ertz they can't cover anybody I'm taking the Washington Redskins in this one. They have been a better football team the last couple weeks. Uh, Bill Callahan, say what you want about his overall coaching, has strung together some nice rushing offense. Uh, He's played a little bit of of old-school football, and I think it's caught some people off guard. Um, I think that that Washington wins this game, and uh, Terry McLaurin has had a pretty good season. I would expect him to go for a lot of receptions against this pitiful Eagles secondary. The Eagles have been trash. So give me the give me the Redskins. Yeah, losing Darius Geis is huge for me from that backfield. I like Scary Terry. I think he's in line for a huge game. I think the Redskins in this one are going to play good enough to beat the Eagles. But at the end of the day, I think the Eagles are going to pull away from this game late. I think in the first half, the Redskins might even have a lead. In the third quarter, the Redskins might even be down only you know, a field goal or something, and then the Eagles eventually pull away. Big win for them against the Giants because it looked like they should have lost that game on Monday night. Yeah, I think that they, they're going to do enough against the Redskins to win. I can't trust mm. the Redskins to even keep this one close. I just don't like the Redskins organization. I'll take the Eagles minus the four and a half. I think that the Eagles do enough to win this football game, win it by more than five points, and then that sets up a showdown with the Cowboys next week. So for the for likely for that entire division. So. Nobody wants to win that division. Nobody wants to win it. The Redskins had it's a shot happening. last week. If they if they would have upset the if they would have upset the Packers, they would have had a shot yeah. to win that division. Yeah, which tells you the current yeah. state of the NFC at least. Oh gosh, they're so bad. All of them are so bad. I can't pick any of those teams. Anyway, carry on. 
the Boomer Sooner Bowl out in Arizona. Baker Mayfield matches up with Kyler Murray. Browns minus two and a half. Baker Mayfield taking Odell Beckham's back against the training staff, saying that they didn't handle it right, but then saying that they did handle it right. Who knows what's happening there? Freddie Kitchens is a disaster. Cliff Kingsbury is doing all right. Kyler Murray's playing pretty well. Browns are two and a half point favorites. I'll take the Browns here. Brownie's going to win by three or more points in Arizona. I hate this game. I would not, no way. I would not pick anyone in this game. So, the both of these teams are so wildly inconsistent, and you have no idea what you're getting out of either of these teams any given week. Now, Baker Mayfield and the Browns' offense has come on a little bit in the end of the season, but Freddie Kitchens, how are you trusting that guy to have any like ability to to keep his guys focused? I mean, Miles Garrett tried to kill someone, and uh, Adam Schefter almost lost his mind. Um, assault and <laughs> assault. You know, so I I just. I don't trust either of these teams, and I would stay as far away from this game as possible. But that being said, since I'm I'm backed into a corner, I'm taking the Browns. Baker uh, Mayfield, and I think they I think they cover the spread. There we go, Brownies, baby! They're gonna storm yeah. back and get a wild card spot. You chill out, chill out, Riley. Jags at Raiders, Jags are a six-and-a-half-point underdog for the last game in Oakland. This game is pretty dumb to me. I'm taking the Jags plus six-and-a-half. Raiders went out right. They send off Oakland in style, but they do not beat the Jags by more than seven points. I'll take the Jags and Garner Minshew. I disagree on this one. I, I haven't seen anything from the Jaguars in the last several weeks. I mean, they've... They've looked pitiful. Doug Marone's on his way out the door. I am taking the Raiders. I don't know if they'll cover. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say they win. They don't cover. Um, but the Raiders come out with a win. Um, and I think that it's probably a backdoor cover. I think that I think that the Raiders actually pretty much dominate the Jaguars because the Jaguars have been nothing ever since they traded away Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, I think the Jags win. I don't think, oh, excuse me. I think the Raiders win, but the Jags keep it within six and a half. Vikings at Chargers. Vikings two and a half point favorites here. I hate Kirk Cousins. Hate Philip Rivers more. I'm going with the Vikings to take care of business, which is always going to screw me. But Vikings minus two and a half. I'll lay the points and take the Vikings. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings, and yeah, they they should be able to cover that spread. If they can't, then uh, there's more serious than led by Kirk Cousins. on their their playoff run. So uh, they have a good defense. If uh, if Philip Rivers doesn't throw one or two interceptions, it would be a pretty big surprise given how much pressure Mike Zimmer has been able to produce against uh, quarterbacks and how bad the Chargers' offensive line is. So give me the Vikings and pretty handily. Adam Thielen supposed to be back for the Vikings as well this week. Moving on to. Maybe the worst game of the weekend. Falcons at 49ers. Yuck. 49ers lost half their roster to injury this week, but still at home are favored by 10.5 points over the Falcons. I'm staying away from this spread. It's too large for my liking. I think the 49ers went out right. 
But if I had to pick one side or the other, give me the Falcons to cover the 10.5-point spread. Emotional game in New Orleans for the 49ers last week, dealing with a lot of injuries. I'll take the Falcons on the road to cover, not to win the game, though. Yeah, I think that the... I think the 49ers win pretty handily, and I, that sounds kind of that, that spreads pretty big and makes me a little uncomfortable. But the Falcons against good defenses have done exactly nothing, so I I don't have any faith that they can even keep this game close. It's in San Francisco, right? Yep. Yeah. No, I don't think so. And I I, I, I tell you, Emmanuel Sanders is the best midseason acquisition anybody's had. He has been dominant coming from the Broncos and I cannot believe the Broncos tried like decided to move on from him I guess contracts are contracts but man uh he's been the 10th graded uh he's the 10th graded uh wide receiver on PFF he is he has balled out I think he has a pretty big game against a, a terrible Falcons defense uh moving on to the uh, afternoon game Rams at Cowboys Cowboys in disarray after falling out the last couple of games. Jason Garrett is halfway out the door right now, about to be fired and replaced by Lincoln Riley, maybe. Urban Meyer, no. maybe. Not Matt Rule. We'll see who else they dig up. Cowboys at home are underdogs, plus one. I'm taking the Cowboys in this one. I like their team better than I like the Rams team. I'm just taking the Cowboys to win this game outright. For some reason, I still believe that when they win that division... And they get into the playoffs, they can be a tough out for somebody. When you throw in Dak Prescott, Amari Cooper, Zeke, you know, Zeke and and all the guys that they have on offense, and then plus you throw in Byron Jones to Marcus Lawrence, and if they can ever get Leighton Vander Esch back, that defense is all right. I don't think they can win a Super Bowl, I don't think they can win the NFC at all, but I think that they can be a tough out for somebody in the playoffs. I'll take the Cowboys plus one in this game. Uh no. I uh, I am completely opposite on this one. Nobody wants to win the NFC East. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants it. The The Cowboys have been trashed. The Eagles have been trashed. The Washington Redskins have played better than both of those teams in the last couple of weeks, which is weird to say. But the Cowboys flat gave up against the Bears. The Bears took a lead, and you could see the Cowboys quit. That is, the, that is a bad coach. Those are players that are not focused on football. Amari Cooper has disappeared on occasion I just there's no way I can pick the Cowboys or the Eagles at this point so I am going to go with the Rams who have played pretty good football lately they've gotten their offense going because they've given Todd Gurley some more touches give me the Rams and I think that they win it pretty handily yeah the Rams have played their best football as of late traveling to Dallas this week that should be a good game the Sunday night game the game you're most interested in your Buffalo Bills traveling to Pittsburgh to take on something called the Duck Hodges and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Bills plus two. I'm hopping on that right now. The second we stop recording, I'm going to our friends at the Action Network and allowing them to track my bet of plus two for the Bills. I'm locking that one in. I think that this is a surefire, cannot lose bet. I'm not trusting Duck Hodges to go up against that Bills defense. Yeah, no, that Bills defense is very, very good. And they've They've added talent to it. It was good last year. Sean McDermott is an excellent coach. If he had any quarterback play at all, uh, the Bills would be a force to be reckoned with. Um, That being said, they are kind of underrated. I mean, they took Baltimore down to the wire, 
uh, they they are a pretty good team, and I think there's a legitimate chance that they knock off the Patriots at home. Uh, if the Patriots can't do any, couldn't move the ball against the Chiefs' offense, there's no way that they're gonna have even. They, they might not even get 50 yards passing um, in, through three quarters uh, against this Bills defense as it is. Um, so the Steelers are a team that has been coached up by Mike Tomlin, and Tomlin has done an excellent job. Should be coach of the year. Um, but Duck, his name is Duck, everybody. They call him Duck Hodges. He throws interceptions. He throws lame ducks. That's what he does. So give me the Bills to put a whooping on the Steelers. Uh, I think the Bills will uh, will come out swinging. Uh, they're upset they lost to the Ravens, and they are still trying to uh, take over that top spot uh, in their division. Colts at Saints, Monday night game. Saints minus nine. Again, another one of these possible letdown games. You play an emotional game against the 49ers. A thrilling game, a game that I would sign up for right now to happen again come January. But they're taking on the Colts. I'll go ahead and lay the nine points and take the Saints in this one to cover the spread and win outright. I don't believe in the Colts. Should be an interesting game. I don't know about a good game, but it should be interesting to watch on Monday night. We don't have a lot of those most Mondays. So I'll take the Saints minus nine. If the Colts can't beat the Tampa Bay Bucks, they're not even going to be in. Like, they might as well not even show up for this game. Uh, the Saints should put a whooping on them. If they don't, uh, it's a letdown game. I don't like the spread necessarily, but the Saints should put a whooping on this team because the Colts. That lo- the Chiefs' loss to the Colts looks worse and worse and worse every week uh, because they've just they've they've nosedived. They went from uh, Jacoby Brissett being the, the leader in touchdown passes to he's hardly cracking 150 yards passing a game. I mean they they just they look bad. They haven't looked they haven't looked good on either side of the ball. Give me the Saints and yeah I'll say they cover. Yeah I'll lay the nine. That will do it. We both have the Chiefs to win a close game against Denver on Sunday, so don't be surprised when the final score is not what you want it to be. We both just picked the entire slate of NFL games. You can listen to yesterday's show for more talk about this team's win over the Patriots, and then the immediate recap came on Monday. Next Monday, the Monday following the Broncos game, you can find us recapping that game as well, and we'll continue on from there. So we'll talk to you again on Monday that's Grant Tuttle. You can follow him on Twitter at Grant TMN Tuttle. I'm Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. It's a part of the fan-sided podcasting network. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you on Monday to recap a Chiefs win over the Broncos. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.